Hi there, everybody. Welcome back to Link to the Cast. Another special episode this week with your party host here, Dave Ryan, as we talk about the good, the great, and the huh of the Electronic 3. E3 this year, the conferences have ended, the show floor is open, um, the fa- the fans, the public are in now playing some of the hot games of 2019 that have yet to come out, and I'm not even a little bit jealous. Uh, joining me to talk about E3 and to uh, crack open the crystal ball and see how accurate we were is the Roman Reigns of audio that is Jack Lazell. How are you, friend? I'm very well, thanks, Dave. I don't really want to crack open a crystal ball, though. I, I don't know what's inside a crystal ball. The future. I know, but what if I break the future? Uh, you just got to run that risk sometimes. You got to ride the light on, you know what I mean? I know. I, I do like mallets, though. Like, you know those big comedy-sized mallets? <laughs> the the Gallagher mallets? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like the Timmy mallet mallet, if you're a, yeah. a, a UK-English well, I'll have you know that the first recorded uh, image of me dressed for Halloween as a toddler was as Timmy Mallet. That is, I mean, there's no way I would ever have had access to that information unless we just started this podcast. So if anyone takes nothing else away from this week, let it be. And they may not. <laughs> they may not. <laughs> but hey, there were some predictions that we got. S- yeah. Some exciting ones as well. Yeah. Um. Jack, how has your week been, E3 and otherwise? Did you did you watch stuff live? Did you watch on delay? Did you get all of it watched? What was your, your digestion of content like this week? Uh, anything that kind of started before midnight GMT, I managed to watch. Uh, and any of the like, little directs and bits and pieces I managed to pick up along the way. Didn't watch the full square uh, thing, just just picked up the highlights kind of afterwards of that and i can't remember what was the other one that started at three o'clock in the morning was it ubi bethesda bethesda that's it yep bethesda was one thirty a.m yeah um so watched a bit of that watched some giant bomb stuff read some articles was very into can, can we Euro just say i, I know stuff. this is i know this is kind of like coverage about other coverage but like how good is giant bomb coverage every year of e3 yeah, it's a lot of fun there's a lot of really it's it's not even what they do it's just the personalities they've got a brilliant assemblance of of great people Uh, and when they all get together i don't really listen to the podcast of giant giant bomb like left coast right coast of america but when they all get together like i really really Mm. enjoy it yeah you love a game of the year you 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 tried to digest that with us this year didn't you? i i watched every single second of it yeah yeah (laughs) it's christmas Um... i had two weeks off (laughs) what else was i gonna do um also i do recommend if you're going to go week to week i would recommend the beast cast over the bomb cast at the moment just because it has that fun energy um but anyway like that's enough of it uh their stuff i i watched a good bit of it live but i will say i had uh a bit of a busy weekend as you well know jack uh i went to slain the kind of the the Mo- uh, would you say as you probably have the right perspective as a man who understands Ireland but is not necessarily from there himself Slane would be our most renowned concert venue outside of Ireland wouldn't it yeah it's like Nebworth or something like that for, yeah for Ireland. that's the exact comparison I had yeah. uh, there are bands like I believe you 2 had like a live DVD or album there 
Um, That's the, the first chilies. time I've ever heard someone in Ireland say U2 without a crowd of people forming around them and just vociferously booing. <laughs> it happened when I was at Hollywood Babylon a few weeks ago when they mentioned Bono. He got booed out of the fucking building. Uh, yeah. Um, you guys hate him and, so much. And fair enough. Fair enough, in fairness, the tax dodging cunt. Um, but anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Poor old Paul Hewson. Yeah, interesting fact about you two. They have their corporation established in the Netherlands, so they don't have to pay any taxes. Really? Um, Are you sure it's just because yeah. they don't like have a half U2, half tulip farm thing going on? <laughs> Probably it's that sweet opium, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so Slane is a renowned concert venue. The Red Hot Chili Peppers, I believe, have a live uh, recording from there. Uh, a lot of famous bands have played there over the years. Um, and this year was the turn of Metallica. Uh, now I'm not like I would. Are you or have you been in the past a big Metallica man, Jack? Uh, I mean I've been big and listened to Metallica, but the combination <laughs> of those two elements, yeah. no, I like Metallica. Yeah, I feel like we feel the same way about Metallica, where it's like yeah. undoubtedly they're a heavily influential band on the direction of like rock music in the last thirty or forty years. And I respect their stuff a lot, and I've listened to their full albums a few times, yeah. but I'm not going to go out of my way uh, to see them. Yeah, um, this was a case of, if they had been playing just any venue, I would have been like, eh. And if they had been playing Slain and there was no one on the bill that I liked besides them, I would have been like, mm. But the fact that they were playing Slain, and that they were being supported by Ghost, who are probably one of my favourite bands at the moment... Uh, I was like, this seems like the occasion for me. Um, and it was a fucking great day. It was a really great day. Um, Ghosts were unbelievable, um, as I was expecting. I would have appreciated, I think it would have been even cooler if they were playing at night because they've got the whole kind of uh, satanic pope thing going on and the the, the, the faceless ghouls. Um, I think, you know, the spooky camp arch satanic metal bit would probably have gone down a lot better uh, if it wasn't kind of dusk um, but it was still great nonetheless uh, they have a litany of bangers in their catalogue and uh, very much enjoyed that uh, cult Irish band northern Irish band Stiff Little Fingers were also on the bill wow, so that really? was one I got to yeah that was one I got to check off the bucket list sus, so that was sus, awesome sus, 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 suspect device indeed uh, and I then Metallica came on, and my god, they had the pyro budget of about four WrestleManias. <laughs> uh, a, a screen a, a screen of preposterous proportions as well behind them, and kind of... It, the whole production was awesome and made it worth my while, and yeah, they played... Obviously, they played some of the new stuff, which, to be fair, compared to some of their other post-2000 albums, wasn't as bad as some of that stuff. But it's still not That's old Metallica. <laughs> faint praise. Yeah, there was somebody. Who was it? I was. I was. Somebody was talking about Metallica, and I was listening to them talk about it on a podcast. And they were like, "When you listen to some of the the greatest hits of Metallica, and then you listen to kind of some of the just generic thrash stuff they do, it's hard to reconcile that those are the the same band." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. hard to reconcile the band that wrote, like, one with the band that did St. Anger. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to reconcile the band that did anything with the band that did St. Yeah. Anger. They went very um, wacky around the end of the 90s and in the early 2000s, mm, uh, and yeah. they just kind of be- 
melted into themselves for a while. The last two albums have been good. They've been solid. It, it's yeah, nothing... I, I like... Uh... I, I, I think uh, as far as Metallica, modern Metallica goes, I think All Nightmare Long is a bit of a bop. Good song, yeah. Um, uh, But that was kind of one of the, I think the last two, the last couple of albums have been real false dawns of like, oh yeah, they're fucking back, lads. <laughs> um, they're not really. Yeah, that's a major difference between like, you know, of the big two metal bands that we've kind of got left. Uh, Iron Maiden's like recent content is like critically lauded and really, really excellent. And Metallica stuff when they come back is just like, yeah, it's good. We'll go see them live and hopefully they play more of their old stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But no, it was really good. Uh, I I enjoyed my time, uh, even if I was very sore afterwards. And then I also went to see Chapo Trap House. um, Nice. On Sunday night. So like it was a real kind of shift in terms of content there. Yeah. I saw two two movies and attended a fancy dress party dressed up like Fat Four from Avengers Endgame. So (laughs) I said that it seemed like we were talking about this on chat and it seemed like the comfiest costume in the world, but also very warm. <laughs> yeah, the, the wig and beard combination. If anybody fancies looking at this, go to Instagram and look up random hero X or one word, and you will see me dressed up like Fat Thor. Uh, yeah, of course you've got the uh, you've got, you've got the um, the wig. You've got the beard that that kind of takes up and makes your whole head like super super hot. Yeah. But then you've got like the cardigan. And the and the and the shirt and the pajama bottoms and the slippers and stuff. So it kind of mm. balances the whole costume out, really. And I bought a I bought a Stormbreaker axe, which was like as expensive as the whole rest of everything else in the costume. Did now? Did you bring that as you were traveling, just open in your hand, or did you have it stashed in a bag you got there? No. Here's the awkward part. I got an Uber dressed up like this. <laughs> <laughs> Again, at Random Hero X on Instagram. Go and have a look. Uh, <laughs> and the Uber driver initially was no selling me. Like, okay, yeah, this is just completely normal. And then I was just like, oh, have you seen Avengers Endgame? And he was like, yeah, you're Fat Thor, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm Fat Thor. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a bit of a laugh about it. Uh, I had to get him to close the window because my my shiny golden Norse locks were blowing in the wind, just all over <laughs> my face in my mouth. Like I have a newfound respect for for ladies with the longer hair or gentlemen, in fact, who have the longer hair. Like that shit is in your face. We're here to talk about E3 um, conferences a go go the last week. And because of that busy weekend, I didn't see uh, all of it live, but I've, I've caught up mostly. I think Square is the one big black spot I have, much like you, uh, even though I do have in front of me the things that uh, happened at it. But uh, I think rather than do a, a slavish kind of uh, let's go through every single detail, I think I'll just I'll say the conference. We'll have a little bit of a chat about what we thought of it and if there's any highlights for us and then just move on and then we'll finish off by uh, doing the point tally for our predictions. But we won't spend too long talking about uh, any individual press conferences, although it is the two of us, so who fucking knows, really. Um, Jack, overall, your thoughts on the week. It felt like, even though there were some cool announcements, uh, personally to me, it felt like a little bit of the magic was gone without Sony there. And uh, even though their press conferences are utter pish, uh, the lack of EA as well made it feel like less of a big deal. Did it, though? Well, like... The EA. It did and it, di- it didn't, it didn't. Because, again, EA never deliver. But just the fact that 
one of the two biggest publishers in the world and the leading platform holder for a console in the world. Neither of them were arsed doing a conference, so it did kind of suck a little bit of the air out about it. I think. And- I think so. So the so the Sony thing, yes, I completely agree with. But EA, eh. And there's definitely, uh, would you agree, an overall feeling this year, even though, again, some cool games announced. Did it to you feel like a bit of a holding pattern? Because we know next year is the year with the new consoles. That it was kind of, let's get all the games that are going to come out for the rest of this generation announced and out now. And we'll start fresh next year. There's a bit of that air to it, would you agree? Yeah, there's very much so. It it kind of had the feeling of like I am going to be spending so much money in the first few months of 2020 that it might oh, actually mate. bankrupt me. I I know that for the last two or three months, uh, GameStops in Ireland anyway have been taking pre-orders for the PS5 and the Xbox Two <laughs> or whatever it's going to be fucking called. <laughs> um, and like that gives me anxiety in and of itself like I think I probably like I'm definitely going to jump on day one with the PlayStation I always do yeah same Um, and it will depend on how I'm doing financially whether I will do the same with Xbox Um, with the Switch as well I was kind of like I'm not going to buy a Switch I'm not going to buy a Switch I'm not going to buy a Switch I'm getting on the bus I'm down there I'm outside the shop I'm not going to buy a Switch I just bought a Switch I'm getting (laughs) on the bus I'm coming home I'm playing Zelda also it's kind of hard to put the genie back in the bottle I've really enjoyed having all three consoles this generation yeah, same here. It's the first time in my life I've I've been able to do that, and that's really nice. And same like, of, like concurrently while it's going yeah. on, like I've owned all three consoles of a generation, like after that generation has ended. And because we've just set about into our thirties, it, it probably this upcoming generation will probably be the last time where we can get away with that. <laughs> yeah, neither of us have kids. <laughs> neither yeah. of us are married, even though you're kind of living with a partner. But yeah, yeah. I uh, I am very much happy to spend all of my money on on nonsense like video games and season tickets to Chelsea. <laughs> it sounded like spending all your money on nonsense. I was like, whatever you want to fucking do in your own time. <laughs> um, Wait, I'm spending money on nonsense. So what am yeah. I dressing up like? I I don't even want to continue this. <laughs> <laughs> too weird of a tangent. Too weird. Oh dear, cool Christmas. Um, but we were talking about whether I'll hop on the Xbox or not. So let's just start with Microsoft. They kicked off proceedings uh, with their press conference. <clears throat> oh, by the way, a, I've already night. decided one of my predictions for next year is over or under on the amount of times you hear world premiere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they boasted 60 games were going to be as part of this show. And I will say it was a fairly action-packed conference. Uh, there's obviously one big thing we're going to talk about in this, but before we get to that, what did you think of Microsoft's presentation here? Because I, I, to me, there was an awful lot, but I think the big thing that we're going to talk about in a second papered over a, a general lack of gameplay. Uh, it's the same thing that I think about every Microsoft product, and it's like they always do enough, but they never really stand out. Like, what do you think of, of, of Microsoft Word? Yeah, it does the job. <laughs> you yeah. know, what do you think of Windows? It's fine. Uh, what do you think of Microsoft's E3 conference? Yes, it was inoffensive, and it showed some cool stuff. It showed some stuff that I kind of don't care about anyway. And yeah, it was it was, it was was okay. It was acceptable. I would say. It's yeah, a 6 I, out of 10 press conference. I, I feel like one thing it's definitely done is it's positioned... Uh, Microsoft to have 
an unbelievable platform starting out the next generation. One of the things that have gone out, I can't remember if they said it during the press conference, but it's something that's definitely come out over E3 week, is that uh, basically the Xbox, the next Xbox, will be backwards compatible to the original Xbox. So all the backwards compatible wow. games from Xbox and Xbox 360 that you can play on Xbox One now will automatically be available backwards compatible on the next Xbox, as will all your Xbox One games. They also announced that all Xbox One accessories will be will work with your new Xbox Two or whatever the fuck it's going to be called. It makes me think, I, I think if they haven't announced it by next year, I think a solid prediction for me is that they're just going to call it Xbox do you know what it's just another example of like whoever loses the generation between microsoft Mm. and sony then kind of trying to make up for the absolute nonsense that they try to force down everybody's throats when they launched the last console so like sony have absolutely killed this i mean even nintendo are on the verge of taking over xbox one now if they haven't already done they're they're actually closing in uh at least they're on pace to outsell the PS4. Really? If you, if you set all the day ones back to the same date, they're outpacing the PS4, apparently. Oh, kind of like, um, you know, when they do adjusted for inflation on a box office or something. Yeah, so if they had all come out on the same day, the Switch would be winning the generation. <laughs> that is a pretty crazy stat. But yeah, especially still, considering where they came from. But anyway, I take your point. It's like PS2 killed it, like, and then yeah. Sony brought out the PS3, and they're like, "Yeah, it's a bajillion dollars, and we yeah. don't care." You know, if you don't like it, get a second job or whatever arrogant shit they said. Whereas Xbox 360, they were just like, "Yeah, we want everyone to play this, and here it I- is, and it's affordable." And they won, and then mm. they did the complete same shit that Sony pulled yeah. the generation complacency before. at the top. Oh, just. I really hope Sony looks at what they did last time when they were like, PS3, it's a zillion dollars, motherfuckers, and remembers it and goes, oh, we can't do that again. Yeah. I remember Brian Altano from uh, IGN saying, like, the reaction in the room when they announced the $600 for the PS3. It's like, everybody laughed as, like, they may as well have come out and said, this console will be a million (laughs) dollars. That's what I'm saying. Like, it went down like a one-legged tap dancer in the room, I would imagine. Here's the thing. Do you think maybe... I'm not saying deliberately or maybe this <laughs> I don't is really just... want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, that whether intentionally or not, this has played very well for Sony because Microsoft conference, they gave a lot of details about the next generation of Xbox and they've given away a lot of details. And to me, that has given Sony several months to figure out how they can put together a better deal. <laughs> you I know? guess, I guess in one way, yeah. Um... Like, uh, once the the important thing isn't who announces the console first to me the important one is who gets on the market first because that seems to have been part of like apart from how botched the xbox world launch was the fact that the ps4 came out like a couple of weeks earlier well, the, uh, the, seemed to have helped the most important thing of it all whether they announce it or not is that microsoft just straight up said by the way the new halo launches with the new console and do you remember what the the launch the big launch title for the xbox one was i was exactly (laughs) was it some sort of motorsport game was it like a it was forza or something there was a there was a forza but the the big kind of like single player experience was that rome game oh christ 
Um, what were they thinking? <laughs> it, it, see, originally it was going to have Master Chief Collection, Titanfall, and what was the third one? Was It might have been Sunset Overdrive, and all of them fell completely off out of the launch window with delays. Um, and even when Master Chief eventually came out a couple of months later, it was on fire. Um, but yeah, what were they thinking? But we've got... Um, a couple of things, like you said, Halo Infinite is going to launch with the next Xbox, which they're still calling Project Scarlet. And the fact that they acknowledge it called Project Scarlet probably indicates that a lot of the reports around it were legit, because that's what it was being called in reports. Um, and some of the statistics about the RAM and stuff like that, which I'm not going to bore us to tears with now, were also kind of in keeping with the leaks that had come out a long time ago, which makes me think that the other important rumor is that from the start, there's going to be uh, two SKUs equivalent to the Xbox One X and S. Um, Just from launch, there'll be like the premium version and the basic version. Uh, Seems to be the way consoles are going now, because the Stadia is doing the same thing and, and... Perhaps the PS4 will, and I know the the Switch is allegedly preparing a slim skew uh, for that. But uh, I, I guess you know if they can get their marketing right and explain the difference between the two and stuff like that, and don't clutter up the market with kind of two different consoles and confuse everybody, that could work out fine. But uh, launching with Halo Infinite, um, the other key bit of information here, Jack, and it was something I had talked about in the chat that was in an original draft of my prediction and something that I said they absolutely needed to nail for this generation <clears throat> was um, folding in the price of the Game Pass with your Xbox Gold subscription. Yeah, it just that has to be an all-encompassing. You can't yeah. have this as an add-on to that as an add-on to this. Yeah. Like, so it, four, like an 14... old-school cable TV package, basically. Fourteen ninety nine a month is a very compelling deal considering every single Xbox first party game and a whole buttload of other games will be available on that straight away. Um, yeah. you, I, I have, I'm doing a Game Pass trial at the moment where it's one euro for three months and like being able to play the Outer Wilds, like, you know, stuff that I probably wouldn't have bought if it was a full price game by itself. Um, but now have the opportunity to dip in and out of, and I've got like Just Cause Four, even though it's not a first party game, is on Game Pass. Um, a load of different stuff. I think there's over a hundred games now, uh, or soon to be over a hundred games on Game Pass, and that's just now, let alone a year from now, let alone when this console launches. And presumably they'll keep in keeping with that. So you'll just be able to buy the console and your subscription on day one, and Halo Infinite is in the box then. Yeah, that that's it. Like. The- you can't really ask for much more than yeah. that for the first if, few months to keep it going. Yeah, like, and if PlayStation do an equivalent thing, I don't think they will, um, because they're making money hand over fist on their first-party games at the moment, and they have a lot more first-party games than, than Xbox do. Mm-hmm. But if they were to do that, and they'd be like, I just have to buy these two boxes, and then I have two fourteen ninety nine a month subscriptions, that's uh, that's a great bit of business for me. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's a true Netflix and Amazon Prime of gaming, and yeah. it, it's one where you really don't mind paying the two because if yeah. you can like if you can stretch to that, like you've got a really, I mean, it's basically then you would hope it to just turn out to be a back catalogue of all games, and yeah. if both parties are doing this, you have to wonder whether Nintendo has a look over and is like, ah, oh, really? Okay, 
because yeah. the current thing two generations you... from now maybe we'll do the same <laughs> yeah exactly in 2058 we're gonna put super mario 64 on our console that you play with um, your brain so microsoft apart from that what else have we got uh we have gears 5 uh is going to arrive this year yep an absolutely shattering announcement to me. Like, I had predicted that they were going to acquire a Japanese studio. I would not have fucking predicted they were going to acquire Double Fine. Uh, so Tim Schafer's studio, uh, Double Fine Productions, is joining Xbox Studios. That's a huge get. That is the mind that brought you Grim Fandango. Uh, that is That had brought you Psychonauts, is bringing you Psychonauts 2. Um, this is a hell of a get for them, uh, considering they, you know, last year I think the big one was Ninja Theory. Um, so that's a that's a couple of good studios they've really picked up now. Yeah, I think this is very much a sort of a, a, a kind of games as art acquisition. Like this is a a, a a hardcore video game fan will appreciate the likes of of your Grim Fandangos and your Psychonauts. Like whereas it's yeah. maybe just a little. Uh, aside from the mainstream it's kind of like when a major label picks up like a really successful indie band and you and you think good for them now they're on that major label they'll be making a bit more money and they probably deserve it yeah battletoads is getting a a kind of 2.5d three-player couch co-op three-player couch co-op was a big thing this year um a bunch of games had that kind of three-player thing oh Uh, man i was so close to predicting something with battletoads but i just left it we had our, our first uh, look at the, the long-ago-talked-about Elden Ring, which is the collaboration between the creator of Dark Souls, uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki, and George Railroad Martin, uh, author of the Song of Ice and Fire series. Anything to stop him from having to finish those books. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw him working by an account in Five Guys last time I was in there. <laughs> uh, Flight Simulator is back as well. That's pretty cool. Um, you know what? Dra- I played that when I was a kid, and I really liked the serenity yeah. of it. Dragon Ball Z is getting an open world RPG. I will uh, reserve judgment on that one because a lot of the vast majority of um, of Dragon Ball Z games are trash. God bless them. I love Dragon Ball Z, but come on. And also, how many times are they going to retell the story of Goku again in a video game? Um, the Outer Worlds, which looks absolutely boss from Obsidian, the creators of Fallout New Vegas. Uh, Is that Obsidian Raven McKnight? Indeed, Raven Blackbird McKnight, I'll have <laughs> you know. Uh, that's coming out October 25th this year, so there's my... Uh, that's the possible draw for me to keep my Game Pass past my, my three-month offer. Um... Bleeding Edge, which is the new game from Ninja Theory, that looks interesting. It's a it's a big multiplayer game that kind of smelled a bit of kind of Overwatch with attitude to me, um, <laughs> which is not the game I would have expected from the people who brought you Hellblade most recently. But here we are. Um, I guess is that the that equivalent DMC of combat Pucci? Engine. He's not yeah. just a dog who gets busy, but he gets busy. <laughs> Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps The Secret Ori and the Blind Forest is uh, coming out in February 2020 uh, we've got a new Minecraft game that's like a dungeon crawler um, oh yeah was that was that actually a Minecraft game or was it just yeah. using the Minecraft it's, no it's a Minecraft game it's coming from Mojang as well because hmm. uh, let's not forget Microsoft bought them for an enormous sum of money yeah. um, and not reacted to that totally normally and hasn't mm. fallen apart Nope. 
Um, what else have we got? A fucking Blair Witch game. What the fuck? I've got to say, that was one of the things that really stood out for me. And it looks really cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. It's 20 years since that original film. How fucked up is that? Oh, that's mad. That's really, really <laughs> mad. Uh, um, immediately go to YouTube and look up the story about Kevin Smith and his wife and Blair Witch Project. Uh, uh, <laughs> if you fancy some extracurricular. Um, I guess it's time to finally talk about it, Jack. Yep. Cyberpunk 2077. Oh. Got, got a new trailer. Now, I will say, I was I was feeling the trailer... I wasn't like it wasn't like the first tra- the first trailer fucking destroyed me. I was just like give me this game who do I have to kill to get this movie or this game. The second trailer until the part we're about to talk about <laughs> was kind of like yeah this is kind of just more of the same. I get it. I was a little bit confused because we're seeing a guy who the guy who's dying in the car at the start of the trailer was portrayed as a major fucking character in this game in previous footage, so now I don't know what to think. Um, the trailer ends, uh, but it didn't really end, Jack, did it? No, because at the end of the trailer, <laughs> he was lifted up the by a man. the thing I've ever seen. And then the man was Keanu Reeves, as like some sort of cyberpunk character. And I was like, oh, fucking cool, they've got a model of Keanu Reeves in the game, oh my god, and uh, out of the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally out of the smoke. That's Keanu's music, said Jim Ross, and there he was on stage. Oh and man! Put, like, and he went completely off script. He was having a whale of a time. I appreciated how he didn't like act like he knew what video games were before he did this. He was kind of just like, "So CD Projekt Red came to me, and I didn't know what they were talking about, but I was excited." <laughs> <laughs> what did someone shout at him? I can't. Sh- he said, uh, I... "The whole world is breathtaking," and someone in the crowd went, "You're breathtaking," and he goes, "No, you're breathtaking. <laughs> you're all breathtaking." Oh man, Keanu Reeves is just winning at the moment. And then, can I say the 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 best thing of the whole weekend is the fact that he does like. I, I guess everybody wants to know the release date for Cyberpunk 2077. I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, then look at this. And then, like, <laughs> dramatically points at the screen. But the it grin. has now become a meme. <laughs> the grin on his face when he's like, ah! <laughs> Have you seen the one that's, like, him doing it? Look at this. And it's, like, Dan Reichert dancing. <laughs> it's great stuff. The thing is, it was, like, the first time he'd ever been in front of a crowd the way he reacted with everyone there. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, 2019 is the year of Keanu. Oh, it just, he is, he is the coolest dude on the fucking planet right now. Motherfucker, again, another movie that's 20 years old this year, The Matrix. Yep. And fucking 20 years on from The Matrix, Keanu is back and he is better than ever. Fucking John Wick is like the franchise that the creators of Taken really wish Taken was as a franchise. Uh... It has just revolutionized action, brought Keanu back. Uh, and Bill and Ted 3 is happening and he's the like a character in Cyberpunk 2077 and like he's saying these really profound things on chat shows and there was somebody who has like a, a thread on Twitter now about how like he's so pure and so terrified that like somebody will take him down that there's like a string of pictures of him meeting yeah. uh, women fans no and hugging. he just won't touch them out of respect yep. he just leans over them yeah, he's like, I don't want anyone to think I'm doing anything inappropriate, so he's doing the hover hand. It's so, uh He's too pure for this earth, is Keanu. 
Oh, man. Um, I love him so much. But that was Microsoft. Just absolutely, like, they bring it in Keanu live can automatically just, wins E3. Can I just point out as well, the the guy that did Bill and Ted with him, Alex Winter, is also yeah. a fucking rad documentary maker. Yeah. Really, the, really interesting guy. What like, was the one he did on the Darkness? Yeah. It, it is just called Dark Web. Dark Web, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's about the believe, Silk I was Road. Like, because yeah he's uh he like you see him at the documentary at one point i was like i recognize that motherfucker and then like it, it took a while to twig um he's one of the wild stallions um him and keanu are still best mates and they still hang out in public together and like he was talking on the interview and he's like someone walked past them like a few years back and they were just like oh look it's fucking old bill and ted <laughs> <laughs> and they just looked at each other and they were like oh man <laughs> <laughs> um we're getting a movie of that oh man next we move on to bethesda yeah. um everything after keanu just feels like until we get to nintendo yeah. it's just not gonna but, be on the same level to be fair so like <laughs> there's a couple of bits we absolutely need to talk about in this so there was some absolute muck happening in the bethesda press conference uh an enormous amount of it was taken up by elder scroll scrolls wankery um, and them trying to fucking flog a dead horse with Fallout 76. Um, so there's no need to kind of re-legislate that. But I was kind of impressed that Todd Howard just came out and went, yeah, we fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's right. Yeah, yeah, he is not wrong at all. But uh, let's talk about some of the cool stuff from it. Um, Deathloop is very interesting to me. Uh, this is from the other Arcane Studios. So they've got two studios. The one that did Prey and this one which is Arcane Leon um, these, this is the studio that did Dishonored mm. and it looks pretty interesting I must say it's like a weird kind of time loopy action sci-fi thing is it kind of um, similar to Minute from last year but obviously in a great <laughs> more detail with more power yeah, yeah. And I think? love, it, it looks cool, really kind of B-movie stylized. Uh, there seems to be some, like, it's tough to tell. And this is kind of the running theme of E3 this year. is just fuck all gameplay for a lot of these games. So it's hard to tell sometimes even what genre some of these games are. Um, but it looks interesting, nonetheless, I, I will say. Let's also talk about the other precious, beloved star that, of E3 that we must protect from everybody. Uh, and that is the creative director of Ghostwire Tokyo. <laughs> um, so these, uh, th- this is from Tango Gameworks, who are responsible for the Evil Within. And to unveil Ghostwire Tokyo, out came the greatest woman to have ever walked the earth, Ikumi Nakamura, who is just this bundle of Japanese energy. <laughs> Uh, and I love her, and I hope that the, this cynical world doesn't destroy her. But you wouldn't imagine that a woman this genuinely like excitable and happy and stuff like that would be responsible for such graphic horror. It's a bit like, have you, um, you know, the guy that created Breaking Bad, Vince Gilligan? Yeah, yeah. He's just, just like this most... southern dandy. Yeah, just like polite, like yeah, I'm Not Vince only... Gilligan. Not only did he create Breaking Bad, but what did he do before that, Jack? <laughs> do you know? he, X-Files. Yeah. Yeah. X, X-Files. Really weird not shit. That, not, 
not the guy you would expect. No. But um, yeah, there was that, and then of course, Jack. So yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo is this spooky looking game. We got the two things. Oh, sorry, actually no. Let's let's talk about. So my favorite game studio of all time growing up was ID Softworks. Yep. ID three major, pro- four major properties: Doom, Wolfenstein, Quake. And a game that I had predicted as a joke last year would make a comeback. And then I was going to include as a recurring joke this year and didn't. Then it fucking did come back. Commander Keen. (laughs) Wow. I don't think anybody saw that shit coming. No, and it's got... I'm so torn because Commander Keen is back. Yay. It's got a really cool aesthetic of like a Saturday morning 90s cartoon, which is right up my street. But it's a mobile game. Oh. It makes me sad. It's kind of like when they did Command & Conquer last year. uh, And I was like, oh, a new Command & Conquer game. And they were like, exclusively for mobile. And I was like... Yeah, it's pretty uh, much the same thing. It's like a PvP mobile game. I I don't care for it. If it had just been a Commander Keen like platformer or it had been like an action game in the Commander Keen universe with this exact aesthetic, I'd be just... putting my wallet through the television i'd be so excited but sadly not um we also had a look at wolfenstein young blood which is coming out in july and i am so excited for wolfenstein young blood for two reasons jack one the trailer was boss yeah. and number two now that the so the the trailer went out, the press conference happened, and it wasn't until, like, the day after or that later that night that the embargo was up on the people who had seen it on Judges Week. There's a week where a lot of the, like, a representative from a lot of the gaming outlets, they go to LA and they play a lot of these unannounced games under embargo um, just to kind of save time on the week that's there uh, for E3. When the embargo went up and people started talking about what it's actually like to play... It sounds even better than the trailer. <laughs> like, Je- Jeff Gerson was like, uh, he said it on, on Jive Bomb, he was like, um, yeah, it uh, it comes off like this kind of, like another kind of tonally like the previous Wolfenstein games, but he's like, no, it's like this 80s neon drenched caper across Europe. Uh, in, in And he's like, it's like the funniest game he's played in a long, long time. And I was like, okay. I am in. And the whole thing is that you're uh, playing as BJ Blaskowitz's two daughters. He's absconded to France after the events of Wolfenstein 2 because America is liberated. Spoilers for Wolfenstein the New Colossus. America is effectively liberated following the events of Wolfenstein 2. So now he's going to Europe, apparently by himself, <laughs> to try and, and defeat the Nazis. And he's gone missing in France, and his two daughters have to go find him. Um, so, yeah. I hope it is. Did you ever see that movie, Atomic Blonde? Uh, that is exactly where my head was going. Yeah, I hope it is basically that aesthetic all the way through the game, and we just get loads of delicious sort of 80s kind of techno pounding while you're like running through back streets of like... Yeah. France and like Strasbourg maybe like Berlin and all the places like that and then at one stage you just end up in like I don't know like really super Eastern Europe like Romania or Bulgaria or whatever behind the Iron Curtain 
So yeah, it looks it looked really cool. And then I heard about all of the reactions to the play reading it, and it sounds amazing. And it's only like thirty pounds or forty euro, so yeah. like that's uh, you, you'd be you'd find it hard to not jump on. And then within a month, it'll probably be like twenty, because <laughs> they mm. seem to always like like massively discount their games immediately. I can't remember the last time Wolfenstein wasn't good. Uh yeah, like it's. Wolfenstein the the remake was pretty decent. Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus was one of my games of the year. Yeah. Uh, even the Old Blood, the uh, the fucking the the kind of DLC in between one and two that was released, the expansion for one was really good. So yeah, I'm 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 all up on the the Wolfenstein property at the moment. Speaking of id properties, I love so fucking dearly, my friend, Doom Eternal. Oh my goodness. I am so fucking excited for Doom Eternal. Some of the new weapons and some of the details I'm hearing. So I was explaining this to you in the chat today that you see it in the trailer, but now only since the embargo went up do you find out what the story is. So there is a mechanic in Doom 2016 where you can use the chainsaw, which only has like a couple of uh, petrol canisters in it, so you can only use it a couple of times, that if you're stuck and run out of bullets, you can use the chainsaw, and whoever you use the chainsaw on will explode into loads of ammo. Um, There is an additional kind of wrinkle in this, where one of of what looks like many new weapons in this game uh, is an over-the-shoulder mounted flamethrower, and if you use a flamethrower and set enemies on fire, if when you kill enemies that are on fire, they drop armor. So it's another part of this like this push forward combat and this combat puzzle idea that was explored in, in 2016's Doom, where pretty much every puzzle can be solved by ripping and tearing. And I love it so much. It looks like more of the same, but crazier. And that's really all it needed to be. Yeah, high voltage adrenaline death, killing all of the demons. What more do you need from demon and, than that? And metal as fuck, and it's out oh, on the twenty second of November. Yeah. Oh, so it's so close to the cutoff for our game of the year. I know. I'm gonna blitz that thing. Yep. And that's um, the thing about Doom is it's not exhaustive to play, so you can just blitz through like an no. hour of Doom and, and it's you're it's happy. very possible I will take a day off work for it. <laughs> you probably could finish it in that day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was Bethesda. We'll move on now to uh, we'll kind of do these as a one-two because there is less to talk about in these, and that's Ubi and Square. Uh, let's just scan through what I've got here written down from Ubisoft. Um, so we got Gods and Monsters, which looks incredibly Breath of the Wild. Uh, the Terminator makes one of his many appearances this year at E3 as part of Ghost Recon's breakpoint the estate of tom clancy is gonna earn fucking whopper cash because it felt like about half of the fucking conference was uh dedicated to tom clancy type properties but not fucking splinter cell (laughs) nope um expansion for division two uh ubisoft's uplay is turning into uplay plus which will be a 15 dollar subscription service for a library of their games just on 2020 bitch which i think is going to only be available at the moment on xbox pc and soon on stadia but i I don't have confirmation on that the division is getting a movie with jessica chastain and jake gyllenhaal uh roller champions which we were talking about in the preview show uh 
actually exists, and I really hope it's good because it could be cool. I like the concept. Did you see um, Elite Battle Angel? Uh, no, I still haven't because I I read the reviews and I was like, oh, it's basically the game from that. Like, so anyone that's seen Elite Battle Angel, there's like a ramp and a sort of basketball style hoop that you try and dunk things in, and it looks pretty much exactly the same. Mm. Uh, we had. Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Rob McElhenney, come out and unveil um, a, a show for Netflix called Mythic Quest that do, that is supposed to be a comedy but doesn't have any jokes in it. <laughs> just, that was such a waste of time. And I like yeah. Rob McElhenney. Mm, me too. Uh, and then I suppose the other thing is uh, Watch Dogs Legion looks good. Looks good. I thought it looked fucking awesome, man. Like, yeah, like I, I'm tentative because we're, uh, you know, we're at a fifty-fifty with the Watch Dogs franchise. That first one was pants after looking so good, uh, and the second one was awesome. I really liked it, and yeah, it looks really good. I'm skeptical about the being able to play any character in the world because I'm not sure that current generation consoles can actually handle all of what they promise in this. But uh, it's funny how uh, some meme on, on Twitter has pointed this out, how in five years we've gone from, oh, it's so difficult to animate female protagonists that we just don't bother. And Watch Dogs now is like, yeah, here's a granny that fucking throws down. Yep. Uh, the granny was the coolest part of it, I thought. Yeah. Like, just the coolest the... part of probably Ubisoft's whole thing, really. Just the initial part of it where she was like controlling that weird spider robot. And then you were like, oh, okay, maybe that's how they get around with the granny thing. But then, nope, next scene, she was just straight up shooting dudes in the back (laughs) of the head. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As if nothing had ever happened. By the Uh, way, there was a spot-on portrayal of Camden Market in here with, like, the stables thing and the bridge and everything. Yeah, I went went and had barbecue near there. You did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I I think, like, if they've got the details of London right, this will be the most excited. Because I've been just begging gta to do a game set in london for years like ever since london 69 i'd love them to do because they ever since the getaway uh yeah the driver getaway that was pretty good but like i want i want watchdogs to nail it and i want them to Mm. go to like kind of different different parts of london other than camden to go to like tottenham as well Mm. you know just i I will say be wary because in the watchdogs franchise the cars handle like ours uh, yeah, and it didn't look like it was handling great in the trailer either. No. Um, moving on to Square, not a whole hell of a lot for me that was terribly interesting here. Uh, but uh, I will, I will hand off to you to talk about Final Fantasy VII and VIII. Final Fantasy VII looks fucking incredible, though. But you have how, to admit they can't even. Did you see this comment about how many games, how many like episodic? Uh, entries there will be for Final Fantasy 7. Yeah, it's going to be on two Blu-rays. Game, right? No, no, that's... The first episode is going to be on two Blu-rays. Oh, uh, I thought the whole thing was... No! Two. No, because he was asked... The, the game director, whose name escapes me, uh, was asked how many episodes is it going to be by the end, and he goes, we don't know. <laughs> and that has me really concerned that they're maybe only about six weeks ahead of us. Oh, mate, that is fantastic. But I don't care. They said that Midgar was so big. By the way, Midgar in the game, you're there for a couple of hours and then you move on into yeah. the wider world. You're, you're, 
I don't think you're getting out of there in this first game. But they said Midgar is as big, the city is as big as the map of like a whole like free open world game. Yeah. Which is just mind bending to me. Yeah. I mean, it's great like if you love the world, but it's also I suppose marginally concerning because it's like how much are they going to try and like cram filler to make this couple hour portion of the original game into a full game by itself. So it's like it could go either way. Uh, excited to see. Um, I'm just excited because it looks incredible. And another reason you're excited, your favorite Final Fantasy game. Is given, like I said on the last show, the (laughs) goddamn respect and reverence it deserves. Final (laughs) Fantasy VIII has been disrespected for too long, my friend. So finally, literally, to be able to play my favorite game of all time on Switch... Mm. To just be able to have it in my pocket and crack it out whenever I like yeah. is just... It, I'm so excited for that. Uh, I love this game with when all is it out of again? my heart. Sorry? When is it out again? It is going to be out by the end of 2019. Oh. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's kind of it then for, for Square, apart from the Avengers. Um, what the which... fuck was this? What, what was it? Jack... Go into your head. Could you tell me what genre of game this is? No. No, like no gameplay, which is concerning, even though it's supposed to come out early next year. Or, well, May next year. Um, A lot of people are... Compl- it's funny. So a lot of people are complaining about the likenesses in this game. Yeah, it's not the and- Avengers, it's the B-Vengers. Yeah, well, and here's the thing, is that, like... I think people are misinterpreting that, because I've seen a lot of people go on, like, multi-tweet threads about how oh, you know, these comics existed before the films. Like, just because he doesn't look like Robert Downey Jr., just because he doesn't look like Chris Evans doesn't mean like doesn't mean it's no less Iron Man or Cap. It's like, I think you're missing the point. It's not that they don't look like the movie characters for me and for a lot of people. It's that they look shit. They all look the same. They, they like... kind of look shite. And I think it was Gita Jackson from Kotaku who was on Giant Bomb's couch on their first night of the night shows who was like, they're not even hot. <laughs> No, they're like, not. Superheroes Black are Widow to looks horrible, man. handsome. Black Widow looks a, a awful. Like, yeah. what even is going on there? And Thor's and all squidgy. It's weird because, like, this is uh, Crystal Dynamics who did the the reboot uh, of the Tomb Raider series, and they look great. Yeah. So I don't know what's Spider-Man going on. Looks but... fantastic. Yeah, and like this pre-rendered cutscene looks like arse. You know, and somebody said as well, and I think it was like was it Chris Plant from Polygon was saying that. Um, think about it like this: think about where the bar for superhero games is right now, and it's like for like Batman style brawling combat, Arkham. Think about the the level of how good the combat is in the Arkham games. Then for the the kind of like the quick quippy guys, you've got the that Spider, the Marvel Spider Man. Yeah, and the open world and Marvel Spider-Man exploration yeah. and stuff was so cool. You've, so that's where the bar is. And think about how much this Avengers game has got to get done because we've heard that you can play as any one of them. So it's basically got to be like five or six different games in one where like each one of these Avengers has to feel completely different to control. Um, yeah, and we're coming off the, the greatest movie arc potentially ever told like for this generation of the avengers so freshing everyone's memory is the fucking celebration of everything that was 
it looks based on the glimpse at the very end of the trailer that it is going to be Thanos, even though it's not going to be following the Infinity War or Infinity Gauntlet storyline. And I would think either you shouldn't do him or if you're going to do him, it should be that story, you know? Um, as as especially because we heard a bit like online being a significant component of this game, and I was I, I think I said it on this show that there is no better way to structure the the raids that would come out every month than like every raid is for an infinity stone. Um, yeah, it'd be really hey, cool. Or yeah. you do like you could do episodic and track each infinity stone down. Yeah. I'm uh, yeah, I'm a little concerned about this one. Again, it's a pre-rendered cutscene, and even in that, it kind of looks like ass. So, uh. <laughs> anyway, that square out of the way. Best for last, the main course, Nintendo. A lot of shit got announced in this Nintendo press conference, my man. <laughs> yes, um, we got another look at Pokemon, a brief look during the um, the press conference and then, or during the Nintendo Direct and then a big long gameplay look afterwards and I'm so fucking excited for that Pokemon game. It looks so great. Breath of the Poke Wild, I'm so hype. Uh, oh, it's gonna be amazing. Um, a lot of Switch ports were announced during this. Alien Isolation is not one I would have expected to show up on Switch, but here we are. Uh, the Sinking Cities, which is the, the Lovecraft game. So you're going to get to see fucking Cthulhu and shit. Uh, I, I already had that circled in my calendar. That's coming to Switch. Um, Cadence of Hyrule is out tomorrow as we're recording this. Uh, so they, they brought forward the, the release date for that. As far as I know, that's the Crypt of the Nepro- Necrodancer but Zelda game. Um, what else? Panzer Dragoon. Fucking cult game from the Saturn is back. <laughs> yeah, that's the sort of thing where, like, if someone had predicted that, they automatically win the predictions game. Yeah, uh, that is a real fucking out of nowhere. We've got No More Heroes 3. Uh, which is the most Suda game Suda has shown in quite a while. Um, <laughs> the Resident Evil. So there's a bit on Resident Evil, and I was hyped. I went into the, the the chat with you guys, and I was like, holy shit, if Resident Evil 7 comes out, like that is a boss game, and I would be tempted to get that again just to see how it runs. And then they announced 5 and 6. <laughs> yeah. The worst two. Yeah. The ones that people are just like, oh, are they still doing those? Yeah. It's just... Why? Like, I get... um, Why? I, yeah. I-, I wish they'd do announced the, two. Do you know what the worst, the you know what the worst part about it is, like, in terms of how, um, how bad Capcom's marketing is, where, like, they really push these bad ones coming out and they don't push the good ones coming out? Do you want to know how bad it is, Jack? Go on. Resident Evil 7 is already out on Switch. Oh, right. I did not know that. Yeah. What about 2? Are we getting the 2 remake on Switch? Uh, 2 remake isn't on Switch, as far as I know. And I don't know if they ported the original. 2 might be... 2 and Code Veronica are probably the only ones that are missing. Uh, is 4 coming out for it as well? Did I four see 4 is already out. 4 is out, yeah. 4 is already out. One, the, the GameCube remake of 1 is already out. Five, six, and seven are out. Was the GameCube remake of one zero? No, zero was a different game, and that's also out. Uh, um, I'm, sc- I'm yeah. there's too many Resident Evils. <laughs> yeah, and like less than half of them are good. <laughs> Fair. Um, Witcher three. 
Yep, sure. My- Again, my favourite game of all time, Final Fantasy VIII, and one of Dave's favourite games of all time yeah, are both my, coming to Switch. My my favourite game of the generation, it's either that or Breath of the Wild, and it's out. And I have no, like, because that game ran like balls on the PlayStation for about a month after it came out. I have no idea. This is apparently going to fit on a 32 gig card. Huh. Which, by the way, but like, by the way, I will say the game of the year edition on PlayStation is about sixty gigs. Jesus. Um. So I don't know, and I know it says it's going to be capped at seven twenty p on when it's connected into the dock and five forty p in handheld mode. So the draw distance is probably going to be shocking by comparison. It won't be the ideal place to play The Witcher if you already have one of the other consoles. But I guess if you haven't hopped on and the idea of playing Witcher on the go is very tempting to you, then this might be the time to to jump on with that um it'd be cool if you could cross platform your saves but i don't think that's going to that, be available that would be cool yeah. um <laughs> the dark crystal the the jim henson property that was kind of much maligned back in the day that's getting a reboot at netflix has a kind of final fantasy tactics game coming out that has i think the worst name since project octopath traveler the game is called Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics. Yeah, that's just all of the words, isn't it? That's a sentence. Yeah. That's not a title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 looks great. Guigi is the stuff of nightmares. Why? Just give us a date. I want to know when it's coming out. Um, Smash Brothers has two new fighters. So we've got the, the hero from Dragon Quest. And my boy, Banjo. Banjo Kazooie are here. And I think of all the. There are two. There, there is one trailer. So they do these really cool trailers when they unveil a new fighter. It's such great PR for Smash because they're all so well done. Um, I think the best one before now for me was the reveal of Mega Man arriving in Smash uh, on the Wii U one. This has topped it. I was fucking roaring laughing at this trailer i can't really do it justice it was fabulous jack wasn't it yeah i was trying to stream this on the platform at seven sisters station and like it froze just as you saw the shadow and i was like yeah yeah that looks like a bird and a bear like that that is it okay and then like as it caught up with itself and it played through it was kind of like you know when a new wrestler is coming to to yeah. like to, to wwe or like wcw or whatever and they showed like the little hype videos it yeah. was that good. Like I got really excited, and I don't even play Smash that much. Yeah. So good, and they got Grant Kirkhope, the composer of the original Banjo Kazooie game, uh, to come back and redo the Banjo Kazooie score for Smash. So that has melted my heart. Um, and yeah, Banjo is back home on Nintendo platforms, and hopefully, hopefully, we are getting closer to an actual good new Banjo Kazooie, or at the very least, Banjo Kazooie and Tui being remastered. Um, but you know, uh, hope springs eternal and all that. Link's Awakening, which is going to be, it's a shame that it's such a faithful remake in a lot of ways that it will probably be disqualified from game of the year because this looks ready made to be my favorite game this year. Um, that is coming out, uh, on September 20th, so fucking soon. And I'm really excited for it. And it seems to have as a kind of bonus, because Link's Awakening is a rather short Zelda game in the grand scheme of things. Um, you can 
collect rooms you have visited in previous dungeons to go into like a dungeon maker where you build custom dungeons out of pre-fitted rooms you've been in before uh i'll be interested to try and explore that but i'm i am here for like the diorama cartoon animation style of what is one of my favorite games of all time in Link's awakening so hyped for this are you hyped my friend yeah it looks really really fun um i'm I never really played much of the old like pre sixty four Zeldas because I was never really on the Zelda bus. So this is a good way to get me sort of back into mm. to get, ac- get access to those these games. And it'll be very interesting to see what they can do with this dungeon builder dungeon builder mm. thing. Is it going to be a quote unquote Zelda Maker type situation where mm. people can build like their own little you know locations or levels or whatever for Zelda and upload them like Mario Maker mm. style? Yeah, a lot of questions about that mode for sure. Animal Crossing has been delayed into 2020. It'll be out March 20th, 2020. Uh, It's got its official title, Animal Crossing New Horizons. And then they had one final thing for us, Jack, and I just... By the way, the Animal Crossings game, are we to think that these animals, now they're just going over to other places and, like, taking over? Because as a Brit, this sort of Animal Crossing colonialization game is very appealing to me. I'm sure it's something nascent in the DNA is stirring, (laughs) is it? Yeah, I was like, I didn't like this game, but now I really like it, and I don't know why. (laughs) There's a beast in every Brit, and it stirs when you put a globe in his hand. (laughs) (laughs) Bring me India. Um... The final announcement of the press conference, they had one more thing, and I just about shit myself, Jack. Oh, dude. Yeah. Breath of the Wild sequel. They're doing it, and it looks dark as fuck. It looks like they're, like, it, it looks like it will be to Breath of the Wild what Majora's Mask was to Ocarina of Time, and that is, oh boy. Yep, some deep stirring, some, like, fucked up evil ganon thing it looked like the yeah. whole world was breaking apart and then it, it was like gonna be floating islands or you're gonna be in like fucked up space or some shit yeah or beneath the surface of the of the breath of the wild map and then it's just one simple sentence a black screen like a whitish yeah. text the sequel to breath of the wild is currently in development and, and- like you gotta understand how rare a fucking legit sequel is for Zelda. In Zelda. Yeah. It... Like, they ignore... Those games usually ignore each other to the extent where they had to put out a book trying to make sense of the timeline. Um, The only direct sequel in mind to me... So there's uh, Majora's Mask mm. uh, and there's Link Between Worlds. Yep. Um, And, like, other than that, it's kind of just, like, all over the place. But I am so fucking hyped for this. I just, I love it so much. And it looks, I don't want to jinx things so far in advance. But were you looking at that and thinking that it might be possible that we can finally play as Zelda as the protagonist if we want to? Because they seem to, everyone seems to have pointed out they've shortened her hair and made her character model very similar to Link's. And some might say that that is to facilitate the easy switching in and out. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to go. I didn't get that from that, but that is a that's wish casting. But fuck yeah. it. It it'd be so cool, especially because like they definitely from Breath of the Wild's story for what story there is in Breath of the Wild, it definitely sets her up as much more of a kind of like 
I'm fucking doing this shit myself uh, kind of Zelda rather than just a traditional princess in peril sort of thing um, so yeah very very excited for that that's kind of everything we had like Devolver Digital have you seen the Devolver Digital conference yet Jack? no fucking treat yourself it's so good it's so like have you seen any of them before? I don't think that I remember any. Okay, you should probably watch the sketches from the first two to kind of get it, but it's basically like an adult swim fever dream. Okay. It is, they are fucking amazing. Like, some people think it's really tedious and try-hardy, but, like, your sense of humor is pretty much equivalent to mine, and I fucking love them. They're so weird, and they're such a refreshing kind of, like, antidote or palate cleanser from the rest of the conferences and this one was a parody of a nintendo direct done inside the subconscious of the woman who presented the previous two years as she was dying on an operating table ah right (laughs) that's bizarre yeah that's i'm i'm saying no more than that there was some good stuff in that we got to see more of my friend pedro uh, a lot of cool smaller games in that one that will if they're coming to switch i'll probably be buying the majority of them uh so yeah check that out because a description will not do it justice what those press conferences are like um jack it's time to it it's the reason the two of us are here it's the reason the coward mark robinson has fled towards the hills this week it's time to go through our predictions and adjudicate Uh, We on the prediction show had written in a list of our predictions for E3 2019, uh, where we awarded one point for a correct prediction, and if we got even more specific than our predictions, we were going to award a bonus point. Um, As is per usual, uh, in the case of a contested point, uh, we here assembled on the podcast will talk about whether uh, we will award the point or the two points or no points or what do we think. Um, I guess we'll go through it kind of uh, prediction by prediction, round by round here, Jack. Um, Starting off with Microsoft, um, Dave's predictions. Cuphead DLC is reintroduced and shadow dropped. That did not fucking happen. And I'm very sad about it. No, it did not. There wasn't a fucking mention of it. Uh, Second prediction. Gears of War 5 announced out this year, which I thought was the moonshot of all three, and that's the one I got. Nailed it. Uh, And Prediction 3, Microsoft announced they acquired a Japanese developer. So I I had the inkling that they were going to um, have a new developer, but I didn't think it was going to be fucking double fine by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Jack, Banjo-Kazoo 3 sadly did not happen Halo Infinite does not get any release information you got jobbed on that one it doesn't have a specific date but they said it was going to be out yeah you should have just said release date you got the thing thing is in this game if you're too vague you're not getting a point so that forces you to get specific but I think you got just a tiny bit you, you got hyped you got too riled up by the game and you got too specific you got to leave yourself some wiggle room. <clears throat> you got no point for that. And you uh, said that we would get xCloud in 2019. And they announced that, yes, the alpha will be coming for that this year. So you got the point. Kaboom. You said Halo 3 would be uh, kind of like a core of that, or at least a game that was mentioned in association with it. It was not, but you still got the one point for xCloud 2019. I'll take it. 
Mark, Ninja Theory would announce their game. He got a point for that. From Software have something on the way with George R. R. Martin, which he tried to give himself two points for here, Jack. Why? <laughs> because... He said, so one point for From Software having something on the way and one for George R. Martin. I had originally said, you can't fucking have that. You're not, you get one point at best and he settled for that. And then as I was kind of fact checking to see what stuff had kind of leaked before we recorded the show, this exact thing had leaked in March. So he's not getting any points for it, I don't wow. think. Unless you, un- unless you disagree. Wow. I mean... We, I... we did specifically say... If the if the thing has leaked before we record, then it doesn't count. But if it had leaked after we recorded, it did. I found a report from the end of March that said exactly, From Software have a game with George R. R. Martin. I mean, I, I will have to go, you know, as the newest member of the show, I'm going to go with the adjudicator's rules here. Uh, <laughs> I, yourself, uh, and Mark can come and defend his position on the next show. You can fuck off with that position. <laughs> but never mind, there's a couple more contested ones we all have throughout this. That is what I'm not hearing it. I'm not hearing it. It's it's like, if it's March, it's almost very word hard to for argue. word his prediction was like the twenty eighth or thirtieth of March I found an article. <laughs> wow. Um his third prediction, Halo T V show trailer, which wasn't a bad shout, and Amazon Prime for the bonus point. Neither of those things happened, although it wasn't like considering that's something they try to do every couple of years. Um, that's not a bad one. Yeah. Should have predicted uh, a Rob McElhenney TV show. Well, then he would have been <laughs> quids in. Press conference two. That's Bethesda. First, Dave's first prediction. First glimpse of Wolfenstein 3, which didn't happen. And I was thinking about entertaining the idea of arguing because apparently my wording on the podcast was I didn't say that it was in Wolfenstein 3, but that we would see a glimpse of Mecha Hitler. And they did show Mecha Hitler from Wolfenstein 3D, but I, I think that'd be that I think that's a bit too much. So Dave. I'm not going to I'm not After after taking those points off the board for Mark. Yeah. I'm not I'm a fair man. Yeah. I'm a fair man. Fair enough. You know, a lesser man would have absolutely argued for it. Yeah. Uh, and my third prediction, Fallout for the Switch, did not happen. Yeah, I'm... Oh, sorry. My my second prediction, Fallout 76 gets an, inspa- uh, an expansion instead of a relaunch, uh, was my one that came true on that. Yeah. I kind of feel like I probably went a bit too far on Fallout 76. Yeah. So, well, you and Mark predicted the exact same thing. <laughs> and he was made take away that prediction because he predicted it right after you. Yeah, the but same prediction. <laughs> you predicted the relaunch of Fallout 76, which didn't happen, uh, that there would be no mention of Elder Scrolls 6, and you so very nearly got oh, the point for that. But they like, so there was literally, it, the game was just mentioned as like part of a sentence. If you had said there would be no details about Elder Scrolls 6, you would have got the point, but no mention of it, and they did say Elder Scrolls 6, so I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, and we will see footage of Doom Eternal on Switch. I was good at free on this one as well because we saw footage of Wolfenstein Youngblood on Switch. So I thought you were a shoe in for that one, and we didn't get it. Oh damn! Uh, Mark's predictions: Arcane will have their new IP on the way, so he got uh, a point for that. Now here's one that we were talking about, Jack, as we saddled up for this show. He said Doom Eternal will have multiplayer, and it will look good. Mm. I don't know about this one, Jack. Yeah, I, that's kind of like 
it's a very that's, that's like predicting rain in Ireland to y- me. Yeah, it's a very it's a very obvious prediction. Like if you want to go half point on that, because he absolutely got it right. I I don't because like right here's my here's my thing on it right. <laughs> Are you gonna try and take away as many points? I uh, no, just this one. This is the last one I'm arguing, and the whole fucking thing. But it's Doom, right? It's going to have multiplayer. Yeah. Right? So that's the first half of his prediction out the fucking window. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Right? So that's the The second half of the. Right, no, but then what I will say to that is it will look good. It's it's Doom. It's going to look good. Yeah, but some, like, sometimes you see things and they like mm, not sure about that. Like the Avengers, if his prediction had been there's going to be Avengers in the Avengers and it's going to look good, like he gets no points for that because yeah, obviously there's going to be Avengers, but I, it I didn't feel look good. Too, I feel this is too much of a softball. Uh, it is. That's why I'm saying the half point maybe because it. But, did but look... the, and that's for the very same reason that I'm saying no points. <laughs> All right. What's the scoreboard at the moment after this? After these first two rounds, uh, it's I have two. Yep. You have one. Yep. And if if we give him the point, he will have three, and if we don't, he'll have two. Okay. So we're not going to do the half point. I don't think so because there's a cut. There's a an upcoming one in Ubisoft where I could argue for a half point, and I'm not going to. Okay. Right. It's if it's either point I, or like, no I point. Don't, I I don't want to be I, like I feel like I'm being unfair here, but I'm also feeling like this was a fucking like a, a swinging barn door, and I don't know whether I was filling out the spreadsheet when he said this, and it just didn't register with me fully. But I absolutely would have challenged him to get more specific if I could do it over again. Yeah, I think there was a bit of a challenge, but yeah. I don't want to challenge too much because this is my first year of it. So I'm like, uh... oh no, you you speak your heart, brother. Like you 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 know you weighed in on game of the year, so like you're part of the family here. Yeah. Uh, I guess if it's a choice between a point and no point, I will take the point off him for that because yeah, it's it's not a great prediction. Yeah, that's we do try to in the spirit of things, we try to go a little bit like that is very kind of yeah. I think it's too safe. I think that's my my problem here. Yeah. Like it's it's very like if I had in if there was if EA were this year and I said FIFA will come out this year and it will look good, you would have told me to fuck right off. Yes, I would. <laughs> FIFA will come out this year and it will yeah. have Lionel Messi in the yeah. game. Yeah. FIFA will have online multiplayer and it will look good. Yes. You know? FIFA will have ultimate teams and it will look like they're trying to yeah. extort all the money from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I, I think that's, it's too much of an open goal there, just for me personally. Anyway, uh, Ubisoft, Splinter Cell was my first prediction and I thought for a second we were getting it because Sam Fisher did show up twice in the Ubisoft press conference and neither fucking one was for a new Splinter Cell game. One was as part of the new uh, Ubi Plus, and the other one was as like a character in this new kind of Ubisoft Heroes type game. Yeah, raging. <laughs> he might as well have had a name tag on that said "Hi, my name is Sam Fisher" as well, <laughs> just to let you know. Uh, my second prediction: 
this is the one I, I had contemplated arguing for a half point on. There will be at least one cringy Brexit joke in the Watchdog segment. Uh, there was a Brexit reference, but it was not a it joke. It was not a joke, no. Yeah, I can't be giving you that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not gonna. Like, if fair is fair. If Mark doesn't get the point for Doom Eternal, I don't get the point for that. That was a bit too obvious and, you know. And my other one was Far Cry 6 set in South America for the bonus point. Uh, and thankfully, I was wrong on that one. I did not want to see more Far Cry. I'm kind of over it now for a few years. Thank you very much. Go and figure out a new way to fucking... I, sell that shit. I try to get you to say Far Cry 6 at Gatwick Airport, didn't I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Jack's predictions, and this one was on the fucking money. Uh, aggressive Cockney in Watch Dogs trailer. Yeah. You nailed it, buddy. Let me tell you about myself. <laughs> it was just like, the first line was something like that, and I was like, straight away, just <laughs> popped out of my damn shoes. I was like, yes, points. You went for the bonus point that it would in fact be Ray Winston, and unfortunately, no, it was some actor doing like a, a kind of mashup between Winston and Statham. It was, yeah, it was halfway between Winston and Statham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ubisoft Pass will come... Uh, with Assassin's Creed, Mark. Uh, this is Mark's first. Pr- oh, sorry, I, I skipped over to his. My two predictions. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Sorry. Minimum five skews for Splinter Cell. That was a real moonshot. <laughs> <laughs> but that was very on brand for Ubi as well. At the yeah. same time, they didn't really bring out a spreadsheet of absolute bollocks about how many versions there are of their games. Yeah, Watch Dogs had the original Watch Dogs had a ridiculous one. I remember. Um, Roller Champions features Jonathan Pierce's commentary and you were furious because what Roller Champions did show up but you had to make the joke prediction. Why did I do that? Yeah, I mean Roller Champions was coming anyway but um, yeah, I feel like if I just said Roller Champions it kind Uh, of like mm, you know, I had to try and I was trying to convince myself of something that I could add to it when I saw that they might be announcing it in a leak Uh, and yeah, for some reason Jonathan Pierce I don't know why uh, Mark's predictions Ubisoft Pass will come with Assassin's Creed uh, for the bonus point he has awarded himself one point here um, I can't remember I know he said about why he only gave himself one point I can't remember if it's because the original Assassin's Creed wasn't in that trailer or it was that saying Assassin's Creed came with it was a bit too obvious so he only gave himself one point but he gave himself one point for that so we're all being fair on ourselves here um Watchdogs having uh, online, <laughs> like, also you know, water wet. Yeah. I think he, I he didn't give himself any points for that, and that was yeah, that was fair. Like, because the whole conceit of that game is that it's always online, annoyingly so. Um, and he also predicted Rayman. Um, for no points on that. So after three rounds, Dave is two. Jack is two, and Mark is three. Ooh. Square. So he'd have himself 5 2 2 up now, basically. Essentially. Oh, okay. Um, Square Enix. This is one that I was laughed at. They called me mad, Jack. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII is dated 2020, and no one was more surprised than me that I was right. Yeah. Bizarre. I didn't and then think I got... we'd get nearly as much FF7 content as we got. Yeah. Then I, I went the exact opposite way where I said Avengers was getting the coming soon treatment and it got dated for 2020. I was livid. Yeah. Uh, 
and then one that was completely out of left field because the 2E had forgot this game existed. Babylon's Fall reemerges, also dated 2020. That did not fucking happen. They didn't mention that game at all. No, I'm pretty sure you made this up. <laughs> Look it up, man. It exists. No, Dave, this is a complete construct. You've put pages into Google as well. <laughs> um, Jack's predictions, we would see Chocobo Racing and the Golden Saucer in Final Fantasy VII. They didn't even leave Midgar. That's because we're not out of fucking Midgar. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> uh, Avengers storyline based on Infinity War. Unfortunately, it again, you got too specific. If you had said Thanos, you would have got the point. Yeah. And then your dream bet of all dream bets, Final Fantasy VIII on the Switch. You got your points done. Yeah, come on. Back of the net. Mark, Dying Light 2 will have a female protagonist. Didn't happen. Avengers has some game as a, as a live service mode. We don't know, but they didn't say it. And footage of either Ruby or Emerald Weapon. Did not happen. So after that round, we're tied at three apiece. Ooh, I'm getting tense. <laughs> um, Nintendo Direct, Dave Prediction... A smack, a second Smash DLC character would be announced on the direct, and it would be Banjo Kazooie. I am amazed at how accurate that was. Absolutely nailed that one. That's my one where, like, it. I had to look it up myself to see if that was a thing that had leaked beforehand, and I had just kind of not taken it in as a leak and thought it was coming as a ri- an original thought. Yeah. Turns out, no. Short of the like the usual rumors on Reddit that they've had for the last two years that he was going to be in it um the fact that he was announced and that he was the second character announced like i nailed it nailed it that's the one i'm really proud of this whole lot same i'm proud of my ff8 prediction because there was nothing like it could not have been more cold on ff8 before the thing and the banjo kazooie thing i actually thought my prediction of we're gonna get to it but of master chief was more likely than banjo kazooie yeah, much like I felt, my other two predictions here were much more surefire bets than um, Banjo, and that was Monster Hunter to Switch and Pikmin Four. Didn't hear a fucking word about either one of those. Um, Jack's predictions: Master Chief and Smash, as he mentioned, did not happen. This is the one my heart broke for you, Jack. Luigi's Mansion Three out before Pokemon, and they just said twenty nineteen. <laughs> I know, and it probably is going to come out before then, but I'm not. I, you can't retrospectively give me the yeah. goddamn point. At the moment, on the timeline on the eShop, it's placed after it in chronological order, but again, yeah, it could be anything. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, by the time we recorded this, they had not specified, so you don't get the point, sadly. Bayonetta 3 2020, which I thought was an easy pickup point for you. Uh, not in the too easy sort of way, but I thought, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They didn't fucking mention Bayonetta 3 at all! Not even slightly. Initially, the start of the Zelda trailer, with all like the dark under underworld stuff, I thought, yeah. this has got to be Bayonetta, right? This is Or be- even the, the start of the first Smash teaser, I thought, as well. Yeah. Ugh. I was um, gutted with these three, because I genuinely thought, like, if I could go three at for least three, two of those should have come off for you yeah if i was gonna go three for three i would go three for three at nintendo yeah no one went three for three on any category no amazingly but, but that's very difficult to do yeah it was well last year i think i got 14 points <laughs> but like i was that was the year where i was like mark was intent on doing moonshots so i was like i'm gonna teach this fucker and i fucking i was really reading the tea leaves last year um 
Mark's predictions. Waluigi is DLC in Smash. Nope. That we would get a release date for Link's Awakening. And we did. We got a specific release date. No, and but... Metroid Trilogy and anna- Metroid Prime Trilogy announced for the day after the direct. Nope. So that ties, well, sorry, that uh, puts me and Mark on four and Jack on three. Gutted. Uh, Now we are in the assorted bonus predictions, our kind of wild, not attached to any particular (coughs) press conference, uh, taking a stab in the dark. Dave's predictions, rare replay to switch, which as soon as Banjo showed up, I was like, Oh, I'm this. I'm gonna be proven right on this one, and sadly, I was not. Uh, no sign of Dragon Age whatsoever, which I thought was a huge shout. Especially afterwards, when I found out that that EA stream was like four hours long, I was like, "Oh, they're absolutely doing Dragon Age stuff." No, <laughs> no Dragon Age at all, because the studio that are supposed to be doing Dragon Age are currently putting out anthem fires all over the place. Ugh. Uh, Last of Us and uh, Ghost of Tsushima being pushed to 2020 were my last two predictions, and uh, those weren't even mentioned. No, no idea. I can't believe there was only Last of Us two mentioned. Ah, uh, yeah, I it's I I thought they were going to drop in with a video or a tweet or something, uh, like, ah, oh. nah. So Dave. Uh, yeah. Then we go to Jack's predictions. <laughs> first up hypest game will be cyberpunk i think definitely in a mainstream sort of way he was the number one trend on twitter yeah so i'm objectively objectively the hypest game i think i think the game i'm hypest for personally coming out of e3 isn't that it's probably like doom or something but in an objective sense you were absolutely right on that one yeah Live performance for no apparent reason. I can't remember what the band Bastille. was. Bastille. Bastille. Yeah. Uh, so that happened. Uh, Microsoft and Nintendo oh, announced Dave, a you forgot to mention that I was giving myself a bonus point if it was yeah. Phantom Planet. <laughs> and you would have deserved the bonus point and then some, yeah. sir. Uh, Microsoft and Nintendo announced a wacky collaboration that no one saw coming. No points for that. And this is one where my making... Um, my kind of needling you to get more specific fucked you out of a point here. <laughs> because you said there would be a Star Wars game unveiled, and it was, but I made you specify a hitherto unannounced Star Wars game, which was not the case, because it was Jedi Fallen Order, yeah. which had already, they had announced the game was happening, we just hadn't properly seen it, apart from the leak that happened after we recorded the podcast. Yeah. So, sorry, but also not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it... If we're gonna take points off Mark for for that the the one that he had before, then yeah, I can't really. Be yeah, we, we we've all lost some points that we could argue on either way yeah. on this, so I think it, it balances out. I think, uh, Mark Anthem is totally ignored. He nearly got that one, but so the close. Anthem devs showed up on the EA stream uh, briefly. So yeah, much like your um, Elder Scrolls Six, if you're not, if you're not getting a point for that, then he's not getting a point for this. Spelunky 2 getting a release date. As of this recording, that has not happened yet. And... (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep, read that one. What are we going to do about this one? I forgot this one. I thought this was the last... I thought we'd already gone past the last contested one. 
Um, hmm. So his last prediction, just while we're kind of, just so I'm not mulling around in silence here, his last prediction was someone announces a cloud streaming platform. Right. Yeah. So there are two contenders for him to get the point here. And myself and Jack were researching this one because I needed help on this one to kind of weed through the technicalities. Uh, so the two... Sorry, I'm just trying to get it up here uh, on my computer. The two, the, the two possible contenders are xCloud and the Ubi... Uh, the Uplay Plus, which say that ten times fast. Um, now, I did look into the Uplay Pass thing, and it's not a cloud streaming platform in and of itself. It's more akin to like um an EA Origin or the um a similar service where you kind of like the Xbox Game Pass in, in the Gen 1 version of it uh where there's a library of games to download and play and you play your subscription price to d- price to download and play. Um and it does specifically talk about downloading games to play offline on it. Right. Um, there was a streaming element to it, but the way they explained it in the press conference, and it has not been clarified since, to my knowledge, is that on Google Stadia, it will technically be streaming, but that's not from that. It's in, they say it, in partnership with Google Stadia. Mm. So to me... That rules out Uplay Plus because it's not a cloud streaming platform. It's a kind of, it's a subscription gaming service for which on one platform where it has to be streaming because there is no disk drive or anything like that. You know, they're partnering with those people who are doing the streaming for them. It's not them doing it. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's kind of like if someone sold something to Netflix, uh, or you know, it's not it's not that company that sell it to Netflix as streaming platform. It's their property is being streamed on someone else's streaming service. Yeah. The other contender, as we said, was XCloud, which was he... all but announced before. Here's the thing. So I'm Googling xCloud announcements. I'm doing it live on the air. Because. But we knew about it before. Like, that's why my prediction was giving a date for xCloud. Yeah, there's an article here from Android Authority that talks about how in May they were talking about Project xCloud. Yeah. And even, hold on, there's an Xbox an Xbox blog post, say that ten times fast. Yeah, news.xbox.com on the 24th of May has a Project xCloud article. Okay, so that's on the Xbox site. Yeah. Yeah, okay, then yeah, no. See, but I, I still, <laughs> I wanted to give him that half point before, but I don't for this one. Yeah. I, and that is definitely our fault because he was just like someone announces some sort yeah, of Yeah, that's we should have forced him to get more specific than that yeah. and it's anyone's guess as to whether he would have gotten that guess right or not. Yeah. Like a hitherto unannounced 
streaming service should have been the prediction. Yeah, because it's not. This wasn't the announcement of XCloud because it had already been announced. This was the la- the sort of the the launch announcement of the XCloud. Yeah. Uh, or the details of the X Cloud. He so, is yeah, we... fuming listening to this, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to? Do, do you want to go back just to like give him that half point? I want to give him the half point because I feel right. like he deserves it. Yeah, we've taken three off him, so it's kind of like it is. A, you know, <laughs> if it was you and Mark doing this, I'd have like a point. <laughs> No. What do you mean? Like, we try and take points off you? <laughs> yeah. No, like, the only one that was there, there was out of your points. I don't think you can contest any of them, really. No, I can't contest. If I. The ones I was gonna fight for, for mine, you would absolutely be able to contest. Yeah. And if it was the two of you on, I wouldn't have gotten any of them, which is why I think, in the interest of fairness, I didn't try. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I could have filibustered until you gave in. Yeah. But that wouldn't really be fair. And you already, before I'd even finished the prediction, fucked me out of my Star Wars one, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. To be fair, Mark tried to fuck me out of the Rayman one by guessing it first himself when I had accidentally taken my turn first and he took the Rayman prediction off me, so I'm glad that Rayman didn't show up. <laughs> even though I went zero for three on Ubisoft anyway. Um, but yeah, so we'll award him that half point... Kind of, I guess. Between the the two very obvious predictions he had, he, that had sort of been announced already in one case, I guess he deserves the half point. <laughs> yeah, I'll give him the half point, man. Yeah. Right. The final scores. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, five. Jack, also five. Hey, come on. Then. And Mark, 4.5. <laughs> oh, man. He is so angry right now with this. <laughs> oh, dear. But he's got to come on and defend it. If he can come on and he can argue that he should have those points and he can come up with a cogent argument, then he can win, I'd say. No, no. He had his chance to be on this show. It's done now. (laughs) It's like when he was in China trying to come back on and argue Mario Maker was Game of the Year when he wasn't there for the show, nor had he played it. Yeah. Yeah, but then Mark has his games that he likes. I don't blame him. I actually admire his convictions in that sense, but still. Okay, so what? We're we're sharing the trophy. It looks like. Yep, okay, so... Which means my, my winning streak since we started doing the prediction show has been broken. Ah, well, no, you still won. Well, I didn't... It wasn't just me. It's like the charity shield, like, when they used to share (laughs) it rather than just have a penalty shootout. (laughs) Um, I... I, I, Hopefully it doesn't turn into a, um... A a Triwizard Cup sort of thing where we're agreeing to share the trophy and then, oh, no, it's a spooky graveyard! Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) So you're saying that the the predictions... Sub-Cedric. The the E3 (laughs) predictions is a portkey that's going to take us to Lord Voldemort. Yeah, Uh, in which case, you're welcome, Mark. Exactly, yeah, Mark gets to live. Which one of us is Cedric, though? I mean, you've got blonder hair than me, so I'm saying you. Yeah, but Cedric Diggory was distinctly more British than Harry Potter, and you're definitely more British than me. 
What are you talking about? I'm not British. <laughs> <laughs> You've got I'm not British by doing a Cockney accent. <laughs> no, I'm just doing that voice that every American thinks we sound like. <laughs> I'm not British, governor. Shine your shoes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, look, at the end of the day, this just looks... The way this looks It really now, looks like a conspiracy. The ultimate conspiracy. Oh, dear. This is the fucking Zapruda film that they'll be playing back. Uh, <laughs> I'm Bigfoot on a wristwatch on. <laughs> try and figure it out. Oh, dear. All the Mark fans. All the, the Marks. Marks Army. Or whatever Marks, they're called. Marks. The Mark Marks. How, how am I not coming to the Mark Marks? It's so obvious. <laughs> oh, dear. That's going to do it for another action-packed edition of the E3 Prediction Results Show. For another year, our press conferences are over. The week of watching content from LA has only just begun. We shall see you all soon. Thanks for joining. I've been Dave. The man on the line has been Jack Lazell. We'll talk to you. Well, I won't because I will be away on assignment, but the lads will be back talking to you next week. Oh, Mark's going to be fuming. And by the way, we're signing off as champion Dave Ryan and champion Jack Lazell. (laughs) Champion. Champion. (laughs) (laughs) It's just going to kill us. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be out of the country. Yep. Oh, dear. (laughs) See you later, guys.